your folks time, but you are showing up here today uh, for yourself. And that is amazing. And I'm so happy that you are here with myself and with Francis. And I'm going to do a beautiful introduction of her now in a second. But if you are just entering and you didn't hear my first kind of spiel, uh, please just write in the comments down below or on the side, wherever your comments show up on your screen, um, what your name is, where you're tuning in from, and maybe your favorite exercise. Yeah, let's uh, go let's with that. We'll we do the exercise one. <laughs> yeah, let's see if we can beat the thrusters and the burpees. Let's see what else we got. <laughs> see how creative uh, it is. <laughs> Uh, so I am very, very pleased to be joining all of you fantastic people on here tonight. Uh, this is a live webinar recording and I'm going to be sending out a replay in case you need to leave early or in case you want to send it to any of your friends and family. That would be amazing. We love the publicity and the outreach. We're a pretty new company. So my name is Erin and uh, of course I'm the host of the Inspiring Insights webinar series. And we're actually changing the name of our business. We actually formerly were called Queen Wellness with K-D-W-E-E-N. Um, we realized that was kind of appropriative. And so we are changing that so that we can better serve our clients. And what we do is uh, we're kind of forming an alternative wellness provider network so that women who are going through the system of alternative wellness, you know, whether that be um, trying to find a new massage therapist or an astrologer or an energy medicine practitioner or a naturopathic doctor or a personal trainer like Francis, um, they come to us and they kind of tell us their story and what they've been through and we will kind of guide them in the right direction and also provide feedback to the providers that are working through our network. So that's where kind of we all came about. Um, we also are hosting this amazing, um, inspiring insights <laughs> vodcast, I would call it, video cast. Vodcast is weird. I don't know. People still haven't really caught on to that one yet. So I like to just call it a video cast, webinar series, what have you. And what my goal is here is to really get people inspired um, to, to live more consciously for one. And that includes a lot of different things. Myself, you know, I've been a mindfulness teacher. I've been a personal trainer. Uh, I've educated in naturopathic medicine. And there's a lot of modalities out there that really help people heal. And it doesn't always have to be that kind of standard uh, one-way uh, Western model that we're so used to. So uh, we're just trying to shine a light on the people that are doing amazing work. And of course, as women, and maybe some of you are guys, that's okay too. You're all welcome. Um, we want you to really run as authentically as you do efficiently. And I know that all every single one of you are very efficient with your time and I get that. So uh, yeah, let's live more consciously and let's live more authentically. So please drop a wave, like I said, um, you know, write your name in the comments, where you're from, uh, what your favorite exercise is. And if you're tuning into this replay, um, know that we still feel you here. Um, I know that you maybe couldn't make it here tonight, so I appreciate that you signed up anyway and that you're doing this good thing for yourself. So, hello, Francis. Welcome. Hello. 
<laughs> so we have Frances Young here tonight. Um, she really likes point form, so I'm just gonna get right down to it with her bio. She sent me yeah, in point form, I mean, everything that she loves. <laughs> Very efficient, if I may. <laughs> um, so she loves the deadlift. That's probably one of her favorite exercises until the end of time, which mm -hmm. I can agree with. I can get down with that. Um, a, a great fact about Frances is that she grew up with over 30 husky dogs in her backyard. That is something amazing, let me tell you. Uh, and a personal mantra that she it's really tries <laughs> to live by, and I, I love that, is that you are strong, you are enough, and you are living fearlessly. And we're going to get into a lot more of that in this episode because it's all about fear and how to face your fear and to live more authentically through movement. So Francis, I understand that you have a background in contemporary dance and you are the owner of Stagel Gym, which is here in Toronto on the West side. Love that. Um, tell us maybe a little bit more about your education or your credentials, whatever you want to shine light on with that and really how it came to be, how you got where you are today. How am I in this place doing the things that I do? Uh, <laughs> such a great tale. Well, uh, so as you mentioned, uh, I am a trained as a contemporary dancer. Uh, and so I have been moving my whole life. Um, I got into dance at the age of seven. And subsequently, I ended up getting a Bachelor of Arts in dance. I went to the University of Winnipeg and the School of Contemporary Dancers. Uh, where essentially you did, you got to dance all day and then you went to school at night and got a degree. Nice. But it, uh, with regards to like the fact that it is a degree in dance. So I legitimately spent the most of my time in the studio. And then if I were to take courses at university, uh, like at the actual university itself, you had to take your subsequent for what you need for a BA, your English, everything. But I tried to also then tailor a lot of my classes around uh, kinesiology, about the body, things that I was super interested in. Um, with regard to wellness and uh, self-betterment. Um, and then coming to Toronto after graduation, I'm actually from Ontario. So moving out to Winnipeg was just for school. Then coming back, um, I was going to be doing some dancing. However, uh, within the arts world, there is not usually enough funding. And at the point where I was about to become a part of a show, we lost funding, so then subsequently I had to find a job. And uh, I know, right? Yeah, you can talk about that on another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, and throughout my university years, I did start going to the gym. Um, so I got taken to the gym by a couple boyfriends and was like, okay, what's this gym thing? I hadn't really done that because I'd just been in a studio my whole life. And I, ha I was challenged one day to do a pull-up I couldn't do a pull-up and I was like, but I'm strong. So why can't I do a pull-up? So long story short, I got into CrossFit. A lot of people know what CrossFit is or the mm -hmm. functional fitness training world. Um, and then that's how I got onto being a trainer. And that when I graduated university, I got my CrossFit level one. It was the first, I guess, functional training or type of uh, certification that I had in order to coach. So then when I moved to Toronto, I was working on a personal trainer certificate study at home, there's many of them, um, and I could legally work as a trainer right away. So I uh, graduated university 2014, started working as a trainer in 2015. Um, and 
I mean, we all learn by a lot of trial and error and just spending time teaching class and teaching clients. So of using my dance knowledge and movement and then CrossFit knowledge and movement and then trainer certificate, just started to meld my own way of working as a trainer. Uh, I worked at a private studio for almost a year and then uh, moved into the West End. Um, and I started working at a CrossFit gym, the Academy of Lines, um, if uh, Bryn's from the Academy of Lines, or at least she had gone there. Um, and uh, then I also started working at a chiropractic clinic uh, and they, the Ossington and it's actually Academy of Lines and Ossington Chiropractic is where uh, first clinic I used to work at there across the street. So we did a lot of uh, co-work together. Nice. Um, and then I also started taking some clients uh, privately in a little studio that a um, trainer and wonderful woman, her name is Karen Apold, let me rent space from her. So then I was kind of melding uh, classes and clinical work and uh, my own thing. And then as people grow, they need to create their own spaces. And then I became a part of Stagold. So it's kind of the meld of learning, figuring out what I like to do, the clients I had, and then Stagold became. I love that. I love that. Yeah. And you're also a, a fascial stretch therapist, right? Oh, I don't know if you Pardon, I missed that. My internet yeah. is horrible. I'm so no sorry. No worries. <laughs> So you're a fascial stretch therapist. Can you elaborate a little bit yes. more on that for folks who maybe don't know what that is? Yeah. So for uh, being a trainer, uh, trainers basically have to, <laughs> there's this uh, there's this pressure for trainers to know it all. Uh, we have to know about nutrition. We have to know about every modality in order to suit a wide range of particular clients that we may come in contact with. Uh, we need to know how to stretch them. We need to, because they'll ask us anything. We're also their therapists. Um, so along my journey of um, being able to offer more and what I am interested in, I came across fascial stretch therapy, or in short, FST. Uh, it's a form of manual therapy that a lot of people try to equate with massage, but it is actually quite different. FST very simply, you create space within joints. Um, so say in the morning, like we feel really stiff in our shoulders or things like that. We try to move them around. Like this is actually creating space in your joint. And what I do as a stretch therapist is I make that space and then I elongate the muscles that are associated with that joint. Um, and so it is a very relaxative form of therapy. Um, sometimes massage therapists, we, they kind of feel like they beat us, but sometimes that's nice. Depends on what you're looking for. Um, but uh, FSD is very relaxing. It does promote a, a lot of breath as well. Um, so it puts people into a parasympathetic state, which essentially relaxes them. It is really great for anxiety, for injuries, for all kinds of things. It's it definitely feels like an alternative form of manual therapy um, because it's not as well known, even though it's actually been a certified type of manual therapy for almost 20 years. So, Wow. Thank you for that. This is very elaborate. Yeah. And I didn't really know myself what fascial stretch <laughs> therapy or how to really explain it. So that was great. Thank you for that. Okay. <laughs> and and your amazing career so far, so good as you continue to learn and to grow. 
Um, Francis, I was interested. I have, I have a question. So I saw on your website that you know you and your, your Instagram, amazing by the way, um, that you. <laughs> you feel that fear is an imperative emotion to survival. Can you speak to that? I think there's a lot in there that we could we could unpack. There's so much. There's so, it's like it's a topic I love talking about in a way that's like because you can go so far. So fear we all know is imperative for the fact that fear has kept any living animal alive. Basically, we have to be able to uh, react to our surroundings in order to physically survive and not die and not be killed by whatever is around us, whether it's an animal that's gonna eat us, right? Or uh, there's a tidal wave coming, we have to run from it. So we need fear to keep us alive. Um, and that's how we're here today. Um, so it's imperative. However- and that's good for you to note because fear yeah. actually, you know, it's useful, it's helpful. And just because we fear a lot and it causes a lot of anxiety, particularly mm -hmm. probably today on election day sure. <laughs> or around results day, <laughs> yeah. um, there, there's so much to that, you know, that we can talk about in terms of even just, you know, trying to work it out of our systems and how it kind of lingers in our muscles and in our bodies. Um, yeah, I'm sure you can, sorry for interrupting. No, no, going. <laughs> it was great. It was excellent. Like we do, and recently, even for how I think about it myself, um, and uh, being very particular of my language, fear is neither good nor bad as well. There, it's, it's necessary um, and it should not be looked at as a, a bad thing um, mm. either. So it's, um, fear just is. <laughs> That's a loaded like little statement right there. Um, but to kind of draw it into the things that I think about and what I talk about as uh, myself, where my career is going and um, for people that are listening and they also, they might know about my uh, lifestyle brand entitled The Fearless Project um, is uh, that learning to embrace your fears, both the ones that keep you alive and both the ones that maybe you're trying to sort through or that you're trying to become at peace with, I'll use that language, um, is how we're gonna live a more, as to your words, authentic life. Um, and basically, I guess at most in tune with our bodies and what our energies say that we wanna do. I'm like trying very hard to not say the words like happy or to avoid like certain emotions uh, that maybe we don't wanna feel because our bodies are here to experience and all the breadth of emotions are super important, uh, but we all know we wanna be happy, live in abundance and not live in fear, uh, but we're gonna experience them all anyways. It's just how do we regulate them? Mm. I love that. I, there is something to, you know, the emotions, literally the emotional um, thoughts maybe or processes that go on. Uh, and there's a, a whole different story between that. And I, I say that lightly because, you know, they're all, they're definitely intertwined, but there's something different about experiencing fear in your body. And I think, you know, for mm -hmm. anyone that has ever gone through a traumatic experience, you know, big T or little T. I think that there's a lot of um, emotion and fear that actually stays rooted in our body. And I, it 
I don't know, like, is there anything that ever comes up for you and just like the fascial stretch work that you do that people yeah. kind of have like emotional releases when they have, when they do that? A hundred percent. When we're taught in the course, um, and I personally have not had it happen and I feel like it's not a breach of any of my contracts, <laughs> uh, private, private confidentiality. Uh, is that sometimes patients will experience extreme laughter. Sometimes they will experience, they'll start to cry. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they will, I don't know. I've, I've had clients, I've had multiple clients fall asleep, which is great. Like that, I take that as an utmost compliment. But there are stored energies and emotions in the body. And if our body is in a state that allows them to naturally come to the surface, that's actually a good thing. So in FST, I 100% experience that. And I, as a practitioner, hold space for that as well. Mm. Mm -hmm. Love that you That's asked that nice question. <laughs> yeah. So, and when that fear mm -hmm. comes up, um, you know, when that is kind of, we're allowing it to surface and when there's someone there holding space for that, what does it look like? And I, I guess what I'm trying to ask is like, how can we really move past that? The fear. Yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, it's such a, it's such a loaded question, giving it, giving it the acknowledgement in the moment. So say to like be very literal in say, if it were to happen in a fascial stretch session, um, if someone were to have any experience, laughter, sadness, um, myself personally in an actual session, as I was being treated once I was almost having a panic attack. Hmm. Um, the it's that practitioner and uh, person's uh, place to what I do is I pause I I kind of let the person start to experience what they are experiencing if it's some sort of um, release and uh, and essentially say it's okay like I either for kind of the moment and feelings going on either like still have that actual human touch going on, which is very powerful, um, to touch them on the shoulder or wherever I happen to be treating them to give them that personal comfort. Uh, and just, I've said in the past, like, it's okay, you're allowed to feel this. I ask, are you okay? But essentially I stop and let it, it them experience what they are doing because a lot of the time when we're experiencing fear, we run, we hide. Um, because that is the, uh, that's our, uh, primitive and primal reaction, but um, in certain cases, we have to experience what's going on. So we need to pause and have that moment in order to release so that we can move past. Mm. I wonder if anybody in the audience right now has had a similar experience, you know, whether they're with their massage therapist or um, a psychotherapist even, you know, have, have something come up and really feel that and be able to, um, just sit with it and be with that. And, you know, beyond <laughs> Francis, literally beyond you, I don't think I've mm -hmm. ever met a personal trainer that has ever talked so much about emotion <laughs> and how it's really? related to, you know, the body and the, the movement that we do, which I think is so, yeah. so key and a, a big missing piece um it's something that a lot of you know personal trainers and people in the um i guess that crossfit kind of space that mm -hmm. gym setting um 
try i don't even know if they purposely avoid it but it doesn't come up in conversation really <laughs> but I, and you know you know i haven't had a lot of conversations with i i feel the people and trainers and kind of health practitioners in general that i happen to be in my network we speak about it a lot but the kind of overall scope of how i came into fitness and what we see on instagram what we see in the news what we see as to be what it means to be fit and what i should or shouldn't do um, there's always that media scope of picture perfect and there it that feels like more of the vibe that is always pulled across um, however when we kind of like go a little deeper maybe the reason why someone isn't losing weight is because um, their stress levels are too high and their fear of whatever is too high whatever it is in their life hmm. even though they work out six days a week and they're crushing it and they're eating right you know like i went through a period of time where i realized in 2019 now looking back i had some photos done uh of just this random uh comparison you know sometimes on google photos if people have google photos out there in that it will make an animation or it will compare two photos for you and it'll mm -hmm. make something i had google photos do this for me in that it showed a picture in the same shirt that's how it found it february 2019 and it was like beginning of uh, March, 2020. And I could see clearly and knew what was happening in my life, February, 2019 and March, 2020, I was way happier. And I was doing all the workouts. I was in a nutrition program in February, 2019 with all my life stress, nothing was happening. Mm -hmm. But in March, 2020, my life stress was different and my eating and working out was kind of somewhere in between. It wasn't as, as regimented, but I'd lost weight. I was just in this whole other state. There was this whole other glow. So the like personal training and working out and being physical with ourselves has so much more than actually what we're doing movement wise. <laughs> yes. And I think what you're speaking to is, is maybe a much larger kind of broader sense of mindset shift that Kind of we all go through and maybe that's you know a part of starting an exercise or you know a movement regime gives us um and, and for a large part maybe that's why a lot of people fall off the wagon as well because the mm -hmm. mindset hasn't shifted yet um is is there mm -hmm. anything that you have in your repertoire that you know that maybe the daily exercises that you do or movements that you do that really help you unravel uh, some of those fears that you mm -hmm. have and it, yeah is, is there anything that you want to share right now about that yeah of course my biggest thing that has kind of uh, for sure put me where I'm at right now and my shift and journey is to what I'm experiencing and saying to others is journaling mm. was a big thing for me in uh, 2018 actually um, and uh, it is a, a form of gratitude practice that I have and it's morphed. And when people say, okay, all you've got to do is work out 30 minutes a day or go walk 30 minutes a day. And it takes, uh, I'm pretty sure from the different stats you hear here and there that it takes over two months. So 60 days or more in order to instill a new habit. So, it's easy for our brains to fall off the wagon in multiple ways, but my habit of journaling has gone up and down as well. 
Um, but the way that I first started uh, was with something that's called the five minute journal. And uh, my boyfriend bought me my first one in 2018. And it took me a while to kind of get through the first one in that it does say that you're supposed to journal for five minutes in the morning and five minutes in the evening. And I used to find five minutes really hard to find with my lifestyle at the time it was horrible. Um, and then it would go through ups and downs by say, uh, summer of 2019, I was journaling for minimum an hour a day, but that was also where my lifestyle was at, wow. where things were changing. Uh, you know, so it, it, I mean, it's not linear, <laughs> but, uh, any kind of prompt of how I feel is what I start with now. And, uh, also something that's actually very new and might sound, I mean, using the word woke, if people have heard that. Um, but just what does my heart say? That's kind of my prompts. But if people have heard of the five minute journal and somewhere to start with journaling and what does that mean? Uh, the five minute journal is a gratitude journal. So in the actual, there is the brand, the five minute journal. Uh, at the top of the page, there is a quote. Uh, and then below that, it says to write three things that you are grateful for. It literally can be anything. I am grateful for chocolate milk. I am grateful for a son. I am grateful for my house. Whatever. I mean, you can yeah. be as like super insightful as you want or as like chocolate milk, you know, whatever. Um, and then three things that you're going to do to make your day great. So mm. I'm going to open the door for a stranger today or I'm going to call my mom or I'm going to only have one coffee today because you're addicted to coffee and you're like, I got to stop. It's a uh, love-hate. <laughs> I know, it's a love-hate for me too. I absolutely adore it. That's another combo. And then at the end of the day, you write three things that were awesome that happened in your day and they don't have to relate to the, to the stuff up top. They could be, uh, I found 20 bucks on the road or my client lifted a new weight today. Mm. Uh, something like that. And then there's also two other prompts that in this particular version, um, I have my own qualms with, but two things that you could do better or could have done better. I'm just trying to like relate right back because I don't follow these particular ones myself anymore. Mm -hmm. um, but the biggest pieces are three things you're grateful for and three things that were awesome that happened in your day. Those six mm -hmm. things, the, the, of just kind of, appreciating what you've got and uh, relishing that without any of the other things taking over because they don't matter. And then kind of relating that into fear. The other like thoughts that come into our, our being in our mind can sometimes take away from those moments of what you're grateful for and what's actually awesome in the world. Mm, yep. Totally. I can't wait mm -hmm. to edit this because I'm going to go back and press, press pause on that. <laughs> on and those things? Like, do the journaling. <laughs> well, uh, what I, I can so do too is, is in the chat is I'll write those things too so that people can see that. Um, but one thing that I'll say right away, because I mean, I when you start a new routine or you're like, okay, this sounds awesome and I need to do it. And if I don't do it that exact way, I fail. 
-hmm. No, it's like everybody has their own way of doing their said thing. Um, but to journal about your thoughts and about what's going on in the world around you is a really great way to release what's inside your head. Yes. And maybe what's <laughs> Sometimes inside it your makes body. more sense on paper. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Cool. I, yeah, I appreciate that little tidbit. Thank you. Um, You're welcome. And Francis, I, I wanted to bring this up for a while, but you know, was using my listening skills because you have a lot of good things to say, but mm. I would love to know your thoughts on, because uh, you mentioned it, you know, kind of maybe moving and speaking and doing from your heart, um, you know, that concept of like acting intuitively, you know, whatever feels good in your body and whatever your body wants to experience in that moment. Um, and, and you've mentioned it a few times before in our previous conversations and how can we do that in a way that, you know, is still respectful of our bodies, uh, respectful of, you know, where we are at emotionally and maybe where the world is at or society is at or, um, you know, how our relationship is with Mother Nature. And there's a lot of things that interplay, right? A lot of intersectionality. So uh, what does it mean to you to be, you know, as the certified personal trainer that you are to mm -hmm. act and move intuitively? Hmm. What is it? What does it mean to act and move intuitively? Uh, it's such a great question. I love it. Um, it means slowing down. <laughs> it means uh, it means being patient. Um, <laughs> yeah, snaps mm. for that because I am somebody who's not patient at all. <laughs> mm. uh, and as I speak about it more. Um, I actually am finding my own way to try and understand that better myself. Um, so we can also relate this back to fear. Um, and fear is usually a reactive in the moment decision, in the moment uh, of whatever. And uh, because it's meant for that survival skill or for that I think I should do this or right. um, X, Y, and Z. And... Um, to be in tune with the fact that when um, daylight savings changes in the fall, it does become darker in North America, um, for us that are in North America. Uh, being in tune with that and how it affects our bodies, how it affects maybe our workout schedule, how it affects how we eat, and just kind of all-encompassing, we need to slow down and we need to think first before we react. Am I going to um, eat this piece of food because uh, I am anxious and emotionally pent up about the election? Or do I not need this extra piece of this? Or maybe it's Thanksgiving and I am going to indulge because I have all of these uh, beautiful people here. They've all made this wonderful food and I am going to enjoy tonight and that's fine too. I'm not acting out of a place of, I'm afraid that everyone's going to take their leftovers home and I'm not going to have enough. Right. Um, so in kind of my practice for myself and then how I speak to others about their movement is we kind of have to look at all uh, aspects of why they're coming to me, um, what their state of their life is, but also not trying to pick it apart all at once because 
maybe we slowly have to peel back the layers of that onion in order to also help that person feel comfortable with themselves in the moment with me before we like give them a sleeping regimen, uh, the how many workouts a week and all that jazz. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I don't know if that answered the question. <laughs> no, I love that because I mean, there's such a thing as, you know, working out too much, exercising too yes. much. And I think in this um, world, especially in Toronto, maybe the GTA, I'm a bit biased because I've been here a while, but there's a lot of mm -hmm. people that, you know, think that exercise is good on one hand. And then on the other mm -hmm. hand are so stressed out at work that their cortisol levels are up so high that they're already in fight or flight mode. And, mm -hmm. you know, then they're they go to mode. They're yeah, exactly. Mode. And so they go to the gym and it's just, it's not a win-win scenario there, you know? Mm -hmm. And so there has <laughs> to be some sort of, like you said, like some sort of patience um, that we put on ourselves and maybe a responsibility uh, to do that very mindfully and to check in with our bodies and our minds and say, okay, you know, is this, um, idea of going to the gym or going to that class tonight good after this really busy day and maybe it's a good thing like you said yourself to like and maybe it is it. because sometimes right. too and we like play yeah yeah it's also just dependent on what that movement is I yeah. had an interesting conversation uh, with my boyfriend the other day and he was like maybe strength training puts too much tension in our bodies like I think that's a bad thing like putting too much tension isn't great um, right. which too much of anything isn't great, right? Too much soda, not good. Too much, uh, spinach, you might be okay, but I mean, you know, Oxalate. there are certain things <laughs> that was maybe too much the other direction. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, like we need the right balance of everything, even for myself, like as a dancer, yeah. uh, when I was, uh, how old was I? Uh, 14 and when I was 18, I partially dislocated my right knee twice. But as soon as I started strength training, I haven't had knee issues since. Hmm. So, I mean, even within certain modalities as we work out, we need to just move our bodies every day, breathe every day and try to see what it's saying that day. Sometimes you should push because we need to um, and it makes us feel great. But sometimes you also have to try to find what it means to be in tune to not do that too. Yeah, and and the importance of cross training mm -hmm. as well. You know, breath work yeah. is maybe just as nourishing for your body and stress reducing as a huge workout could be. You know, on one of those yes. days. So, thank you for that. That that actually answered my question. I think. Well, we'll okay. <laughs> intuitively, how do we tune into ourselves? Slow down. <laughs> that could be one of the answers for sure. Or maybe the first yeah. step. Um, Francis, <laughs> I know that you have some something for all the listeners today. And I did want to get into a little bit more before we maybe go into question period. Um, yeah. If anyone has any questions, by the way, just please uh, write them in the comments now. And, and I can kind of mark them as a question for later when we answer. Um, but tell us more about the Fearless Project. I'm super pumped uh, that you're starting that. And I know that you have just started a um, online kind of course, a workout course. So tell us more about that and how folks can get involved. Yeah, well, I'm gonna drop it into the chat right now so that I don't forget because otherwise I will. Yes, I love that. There, okay. so. The Fearless nice. Project, that's a promo code. I'll, I'll get there in a moment, folks. Uh, so 
the Fearless Project is basically kind of what we've been talking about the whole time, kind of tidbits in there. It's a lifestyle. Um, it is the way that I live my life, and it is then how uh, I want to, uh, I'll use the word preach, or, or just tell it to others to see if they want to join in. Um, and you mentioned at the beginning of my mantra of uh, I am strong, uh, I am enough, and I live fearlessly. And that is uh, kind of the mantra of the Fearless Project itself. Uh, a little tidbit, I think it's cool. Just from my life experience, it was not planned. I actually have all three of those mantras tattooed on my body. I didn't come up nice. with the Fearless Project, come up with it, and was like, I'm going to get them tattooed. No, it just happened, life. Um, so I feel very uh, close to those things. Um, and our service offerings at the time being, uh, one of which is personal training through the form of in-person and online. So what's going on at the moment for the Fearless Project is you are included as well, Aaron. You can preach it. Is uh, Aaron is a part of Fearless Forever, which is the Fearless Project's first online interactive uh, training program. Uh, there's weekly update emails. We do have a weekly Zoom class. Um, and everyone's following along together. And they have me as their personal trainer in a little back pocket. Uh, it's eight weeks. We just started this week. And for those that are in on the call, if you want to join in, there is a promo code that I put in the chat. Use that promo code. It's 50% off. It's going to be 75 bucks. I think with tax, it's like 85 bucks for eight weeks of training. And you literally, like, I'll text you, did you do your workout today? <laughs> I will. I got, wow. Aaron's got messages from me already. So that's what's going on. That's that promo code. If you want to use it, go for it. Please. Um, yeah, I can attest to that. I like I'm one of those people that needs somebody literally underneath my butt with a lighter saying, <laughs> go do it, go do it. And Francis, you have been that person. So I thank you. And I a wholeheartedly i've only had got two workouts under my belt because this like you said was the first week and it's already incredible uh my glutes hurt my back hurts my triceps hurt everything hurts and i love it it's good <laughs> if you want to feel like sometimes that. is good you know <laughs> i will say that my, myself <laughs> yeah it, it's a good feeling because i forgot that i had those muscles so um, <laughs> highly recommend, highly recommend. <laughs> it's a good crew of people <laughs> Um, yeah, so uh, one thing too is I will put into the chat, pause for effect, I will put the link to my uh, website uh, awesome. that as well that they can use it. Yeah, so that's the link to the actual program within my site. And then I will also pop in. One thing as well I wanted to not forget is that I'm going to put in a link for anyone on the call, if you want to book a phone call with me, just to chat about life, <laughs> uh, fear, whatever, or you want to talk about training, we can talk about anything you want. You can also use the link I just put into the chat uh, to book a phone call with me, 30 minutes. You can also go for a coffee because that's now a thing again. <laughs> but also, uh, I am open to chatting about anything. Um, so that's there too. Um, Fearless Project, besides personal training um, and kind of moving into other tiers of things that I'm super uh, into as I grow and other things I want to offer, um, the I am enough piece 
I am strong is about training, feeling strength in our bodies mm. um, in every way. And the I am enough is the kind of mindfulness, self-awareness aspect of my lifestyle and the Fearless Project itself. Um, as a service offering right now, for me, it's it's talking to me, learning about my experiences. Uh, that's kind of like intertwined within training. Um, and also uh, chatting about just kind of uncovering what's going on in your life. Um, so I personally don't offer like a, um, we'll call it like life coaching skills, but I can talk to you as a friend and as, I mean, as a personal trainer, I kind of feel like I did say it earlier, I am people's therapists. <laughs> but we just talk about, uh, talk about our lives and talk about what's going on. Um, but I do have people in my network that can even go deeper than that. So I am a resource for people to begin their self-awareness journey because I'm on my own as well. And I have breathwork therapists, psychotherapists, uh, nutritionists as well, um, let alone yourself, Erin, but as well other nutritionists that I've worked with that have kind of like opened up my self-awareness uh, that then leads into the I Live Fearlessly piece um, in that the Fearless Project uh, is a network of clients and health professionals Kind of like what you are doing with your group as well, Erin, which I have, we've just connected on in such a beautiful way. Mm -hmm. We want to provide um, the people in our communities with people that are going to help them on whatever life journey that they're on within a health and wellness field. So getting them connected with a breath therapist to work on childhood trauma and childhood wounds. That's a whole other conversation. But... If people need that, I want them to use the Fearless Network to realize that they can live fearlessly by connecting with these individuals. Um, nice. So that's kind of like a, a growing concept, the network itself, and something that I cannot wait for when the world is a little bit easier to handle, maybe sometime in 2021, at least by the summer, uh, to hold retreats with all the fearless people together and to have every aspect, so physical, it's gonna be me, I'm gonna whoop everybody's ass. Uh, <laughs> mindful aspects, I can't wait to get my uh, good friend and breathwork therapist, Jennifer Mansell, into a retreat, she already does them. I mean, she's, she's amazing, I can't wait for all of my people to know exactly who she is. Uh, and like doing fun shit together out in nature, because that's, that's where it all started. That yeah. sounded very woke, but yeah. <laughs> I love that. Uh, you know, there, yeah, there's so much to what you just said. And I, like, even just as an example, I think both of us, a lot in there. we have like a very similar um, goal for the world. And I think that is beautiful. And I think we need to collaborate more on those because every conversation that I'm having includes some sort of vision like this lately. And it's beautiful. And yeah. I feel like more and more people are starting to realize the the importance of you know more of a holistic approach and i so so love that and i so love that you're doing what you're doing right now <laughs> and including you know personal training with uh breath work and and outside and retreating and everything else and that is just gorgeous i love it everything <laughs> is incredible right now and you know oh. amongst all of the other things that aren't incredible <laughs> yeah. i mean there'll always be shit in the world but i yeah. mean we're all in our own awesome bubble. I mean, nothing nothing can bring us down. We're just in this uh, aware place where the fear of everything else doesn't give, we don't give a shit. 
Wouldn't that it be great? That was the first time I swore, I think. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we're totally good. okay. I think, I think we're good. This content is not made for yeah. people under 12. <laughs> uh, so I, I love that. Uh, Francis, is there anything else that you want to bring up before, you know, anybody has any questions or something that's like really um, pressing on your mind right now? Uh, on my mind, mm, we talked about Fearless Project. We talked about uh, what's happening. Uh, we don't want to talk about the election. I do see in the chat, Alex just said, <laughs> Fran, can we chat about pro esports? Pro esports. I bet you that could have been Will. So Alex and Will are clients of mine, and I bet you they're on the same incoming chat. And that was probably uh, well. Yes, we can. I bet you there's a lot of anxiety that goes on in that. There's probably a lot. I don't even know what that is. Is that a thing that I need to know? What is that? Is that like online gaming? I have no idea. <laughs> Hi, Alex. Slash that could also be Will. For those that are listening to this afterwards, uh, sorry that it sounds like an inside joke, but it is very funny in this moment. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I'm kind of out of it too, so I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> I think let's open it up to questions uh, and about pro <laughs> esports. <laughs> Does anybody have any. any questions for anything that we talked about? Uh, it can be fear. You don't need <laughs> I'm going to mark Thanks, that Alex. as answered. <laughs> uh, uh, good. Good engagement, audience. I love so, it. Um, yeah, any, or, um, fear, I still feel like I want to kind of come back to this too, of, uh, what it is, why we have it, that we need it. Um, it's going to be wired in us, even when we, I don't know, have moved past traumas and we'll always have traumas. They'll come up at different times in our life and some will be larger, some will be smaller. Um, we need it to, to keep us alive. However, it doesn't have to own us. Mm. It doesn't have to feel like it owns our thoughts because our thoughts really aren't anything anyways. It's just what our brains come up with. Um, and then language subsequently what our thoughts turn into. Um, but one thing that really started to kind of change my journal prompts as to where I'm at with Fearless Project, my own fearless journey, um, is that I wrote a journal and a reason why I wanted to do some nutrition coaching a little while ago back in 2019 was I wanted to run my life. And I put that in air quotes if people see that um, with me on the camera. Um, in that I've been an entrepreneur ever since I um, exited university. I've always been self-employed. So I always have the ability to change my schedule. I can do whatever. And, Literally, humans can do whatever they want. They're never locked into any said thing. Um, however, though, I felt like I wasn't running my life. Mm. Um, and I realized I wasn't um, aware of my fears and aware of things that uh, now past I've started to uncover um, dealing with childhood wounds, because I've mentioned that a little bit. That's something that I'm going down right now. Um, but fear doesn't have to run our thoughts and it doesn't have to run our life. Um, and I think 
that is something that right now in 2020 is definitely something that people have woken up to. And we all don't know what to do because we're living in with this uncertainty that is always shifting. We start to feel a little better and then it's right back down. We start to feel a little better, it's right back down. So um, wrapping up on that little rant, fear doesn't have to run our lives. And that's what I'm trying to spread. Thank you so much for that, Francis. That's it's it's really good to see someone who is transparent in their process, and I think that's really what we need. We don't want to cover, you know, we we are no longer okay with sweeping it under the rug. I think it's better now to share, and you know, share as much as you feel comfortable. But I think it's mm -hmm. it's really something that people are looking for. You know, they need a, a role model almost to um, to, to mirror or to echo. So I really appreciate what you just said. And, and thank you so much for coming on here. Um, if there's no other questions about pro esports or anything else, <laughs> uh, we can wrap up, but otherwise, honestly, I, I love the message that the fearless project is sharing. And I'm so happy that you can be that point of contact for folks when they come, um, especially in a space and just as a as a self-identified woman, you know, speaking from that experience in a space where not a lot of women are traditionally um, feeling so welcome, you know, and uh, that can be hard in itself to lace up your sneakers and just go to a gym. So I really appreciate all of the work that you're doing. And I'm sure there's so many more amazing things to come after, you know, like you said, 2021 <laughs> hopefully brings us some better times and, and we're finding ways to to really live and grow and be enough and be strong and to live fearlessly. So thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Well, thank you for having me on. It was a pleasure and uh, it's just the beginning. It's just the beginning. I love the just collaboration. The yeah. uh, folks, thank you so much for showing up live and for those um, watching, thank you for getting all the way to here. I really appreciate it. And yeah. Um, you can Thank always you for sticking in for a whole hour of us ranting. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, stay tuned for uh, my own business rebrand. And every Wednesday at 6 p.m., you can check out my Instagram um, link tree. I do provide a registration link for each webinar that we do live. And I would love to see your faces again. So thank you for showing up today. Uh, blessings. Awesome.